0: Most holy and all-wise Father, it's with a heart of praise and gratitude, Lord God, that we just want to thank you yes, Lord. for allowing us to be in this place today. Thank you. There's so many places that we could be, yeah. but you deemed and allowed for us to be here, sitting under your word, yeah. so that we can hear what you have to say. And faith, Lord, I sit down. Holy Spirit, you know I lean and depend on you. Okay. I ask you, Lord, just to speak in and through me, speaking not only to the waiting congregation, Lord, but speaking to my heart as well. Yeah. I love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, my soul says amen. 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 I should turn back in your Bibles the scripture that we already read earlier, Matthew, the first chapter. Matthew the first chapter we're going to be reading verses and Michael we're going to read all the way through yes 18 to 25 Matthew 1 Matthew 1 and that's on page 782 3 783 there's no number on here but <clears throat> verses 18 to 25 amen This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and in my version it says because Joseph was a righteous man and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace he had in mind to divorce her quietly but after he considered this an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said Joseph son of David do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her and such a wonderful season of the year. We are in what we, what is considered to be the time that our Lord and Savior was birthed into this world. Now many people debate whether Jesus was actually born on December the 25th or not. Some people say that he was born in the springtime well, I don't get into those kind of discussions because it doesn't make any difference to me. What makes a difference to me is the fact that he was born and he died for our sins. Amen. So we have set aside this time in, in the Christian world to celebrate that birth. And that's what we are going to be doing now and what we're going to be doing for the next rest of our life prayerfully. This morning, we know that this season that we're in is supposed to be a season of peace, supposed to be a season of love and a season of joy. Yes, ma'am. And in order to see that, in order to see, uh, understand that, God is going to have us look at a man this morning who depict, in my, in my way of thinking, the spirit of love the spirit of peace, and the spirit of joy. We're going to be looking at this man called Joseph. The scripture doesn't tell us much about Joseph, but what it does just makes you sit back and just say, wow. We know that Joseph was a carpenter by trade, okay? And we know that he was betrothed, and we know the word <coughs> betrothed means engaged, Okay? He was engaged to a young girl by the name of Mary. But before the wedding ceremony could actually take place, Joseph received what I would call some devastating news. Before the wedding could take place, Joseph found out that his fiancee, Mary, was pregnant. Now this was Particularly devastating to him, because he knew that him and he and Mary had not had relations together. So he knew that if she was pregnant, or he thought that if she was pregnant, that she must have been unfaithful to him. When he heard the news, he thought if she was pregnant, that she must have been involved with somebody else. And he knew it was not him. Amen. He knew the child was not him. Now, if if you think about that and you think about how you would have felt if that kind of news had came to you, if you were a man, or even if you were a woman and, and you were engaged to a man and you found out that he has some other lady pregnant, you can imagine the the kind of feelings that you would have inside of you. I want you to imagine that when Joseph heard this, that his mind just could not grasp it. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to try and put yourself in his place for a minute. His mind couldn't grasp it. When he first heard the news, he just couldn't wrap his mind around it. <clears throat> Haven't you ever heard something that was so Terrible, that you just couldn't wrap your mind around it. It just seemed like it was impossible. Well, I believe that this is how Joseph felt at that time. Because after all, he knew Mary. He didn't just meet her. He had known her for years. This was his Mary that they were talking about. They weren't talking about some woman in the town or the city that was a loose woman or, or whatever. They were talking about his Mary. So I, I'm just trying to get you to understand how this man felt. All of his hopes and all of his dreams had been tied up in Mary. Mm-hmm. All of his hopes and all of his his future all of his future plans was wrapped up in Mary. And now he hears that she's pregnant. And his mind said, how can this be? It's impossible. This, this just can't be true. And I imagine that as he thought about it, he felt like the very bottom had fallen out of his world. Amen. Have you ever had that kind of news? When you heard it, it felt like the very bottom had fallen out of your world. You didn't know which way to go. You didn't know what to think. You didn't know what to say. You didn't know who to call. You didn't know what to do. You just felt like there was no hope and there was no help. I imagine in my mind, and I'm I'm painting this picture because I got to get you to understand what this when I say that we're going to look at this man called Joseph and how God moved in his life? I want you to I want you to understand where he is, where he's come. It feels like his life is spir- spiraling down into nothingness. Okay, this is how he felt when Joseph heard the news that she was pregnant. Everything just seemed to his life could have said, you could say his life lost all meaning. But I want you to notice something. I want you to notice that he, when he heard the news, he eventually came to the place where he realized that what the people were saying was true. He came to a place of acceptance. And brothers and sisters in Christ, I, I think that's something that all of us have to do at some point in time when we have heard something that is devastating or gone through something that is devastating or it feels like the bottom has fallen out of our life we have get we've got to get to the point of acceptance before god can move us further along amen so joseph had to get to the point where he accepted that what they said about joseph, about mary was true and i want you to notice when he came to the acceptance That's when we see the picture painted by almighty God of a righteous man. When he came to the place of acceptance, I I just, you know, and I'm not going to keep repeating it, but I want you to try and understand. We read in scripture, you know, that they were engaged and he found out she was right. But we don't think about how did this man feel? What did this news mean to him? Okay, so with that thought in mind again, I want you to notice that when Joseph got to the place of acceptance, that that's when God could use him to paint a picture of a righteous man. Now, brothers and uh, sisters in Christ, I want you to notice that the first thing about seeing Joseph as a righteous man is not what he did, but what he didn't do. The first thing that I want you to notice of Joseph as a man that was a righteous man was not what he did, but what he didn't do. You say, Pastor, what is it that he didn't do? He didn't react. He didn't react. You say, Pastor, what do you mean he didn't react? I'm saying this because we live in a world of reactionary people. As soon as they hear some uh, bad news or they hear something that someone has said or done to them or they hear something that they don't like, the first thing they do is they react in a negative way you under you what i want you to i want you to notice that any time people feel like they have been mistreated by someone or they feel like that they have been misunderstood or treated unfairly the first thing they do is react don't you isn't that what you do you react to the situation and most of the time that when we react we react in a negative way we react out of a spirit of anger and sometimes we act, react in a or some people react in a spirit of violence and it could be violence towards themselves or violence towards somebody else amen amen i'm trying to paint you a picture this morning of a righteous man but he didn't react in violence he didn't react in in anger Okay, what he did was, he, thank you Jesus, what he did was, okay, he learned a lesson that God has been trying to teach us for a while. What Joseph did was what God was uh, speaking to his spirit and our spirit was that he, whenever you hear something that is not what you want to hear, you got to practice the pause. Mm -hmm. Now you all, you all know what practicing the pause is. It says when you're in doubt pause when you're angry pause when you're tired pause when you're stressed pause and when you pause pray amen right amen. y'all got to get this you got to get Joseph did not react he practiced what we call today the pause And when he paused, he he prayed and he reasoned in his heart and he talked to God and he tried to do whatever he felt like God would have him to do. And the next thing you got to notice about Joseph was the fact that Joseph, when he heard this devastating news, was not concerned about himself, but his concern was for Mary. Amen. When Joseph heard this devastating news, His concern was not about himself. His concern was about Mary. I want you to think about it for a minute. If someone has betrayed you, if someone has hurt you, has someone has done something that could destroy all of your hopes and dreams and your reaction is how is it going to affect them? How is it going to affect them? You say, Pastor, how do you know that this is how Joseph felt? What does Scripture say? Scripture says that when he found out that she was pregnant, he did not want to make a public example of her. If you've been under my teaching for any length of time, Everybody in here should know what that means. And I'm not going to ask you because I don't have time to put you on the spot. What what did that mean? He didn't want to make a public example. Whenever a girl or a woman, a young woman, was found to be pregnant outside of marriage, in those days, what did they do? They stoned her publicly. They put her to death publicly. Are you getting it? Are you seeing where this man? he says he did not want to put, he did not want to put her away. I mean, thank you, Lord. He didn't want to make a public example of her. Now, scripture says he was a righteous man. In some places, in some translations, it says he was a just man, which he means he loved the word of God. He believed in the law. He believed in Moses's law. Okay, as far as when a person had fallen into sin, but he believed the letter of the law, I mean the spirit of the law more than the letter of the law. Do you know what that means? That he embraced the spirit of the law more than the letter of the law? The letter of the law means that you follow it exactly as it's written. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It said, killer, killer. But the spirit of the law it's designed to help the person that is in need. Do you understand? To uh, be a, 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 a benefactor for them or, or some kind of way to help them out of the situation. This is what Joseph cher- chose to do. Verse 19 says he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. Now this is a man, as I already said, he didn't react. Because if he reacted, he would have been angry. And he wouldn't have been concerned about how this was going to affect Mary. Mm -hmm. Do you see? God is trying to show you this morning that when you have been hurt, when you feel like people have disrespected you or or whatever, that your thought or your mind should not just be on what that person has done and how it affected you, but your mind and your thought should be on, this person must be hurting themselves. If this person hurt me like this, they must be hurting themselves in some kind of way. Do you see the mindset yeah. of a, a righteous man, a righteous person? I know Mary. I've, I've known her for, for years. I know the kind of person she is. I, I know how much she loves God. And, all, and if she's pregnant, I can imagine the anguish and the fear and the distress that she is going through. Because you see, at this time, he didn't know about the Holy Spirit. So he's thinking in the natural. Do you understand that? He's thinking in the net, and God wants you to get to the place, and he wants me to get to the place during these Christmas holidays and so forth that we say is supposed to be a time of love and a time of joy and a time of peace. God says when somebody does something to you, that your reaction is not to be a a spirit of vengeance. It's not to be, I'm going to pay you back for what you did. I'm going to treat you in the same way that you treated me. We, we use that expression all the time, okay, that hurt people hurt people. We always say that. But do you ever consider that when someone hurts you, that they must in turn be hurting? When someone hurts you, they must in turn be hurting in some kind of way. And when he, thank you, Lord, and when you come to the decision that they must be hurting in some kind of way, then you've got to have the spirit of compassion. Amen. And one of the signs of a righteous man, one of the signs of a righteous woman is to have a spirit of compassion. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I, I don't know if you know what the word compassion means, but the word compassion literally means to suffer together. Get this. The word compassion literally means to suffer together. It is defined as the feelings that arise when you are confronted with another person's suffering, suffering, but you're motivated to relieve the suffering. See, there's a difference between empathy and compassion. Empathy, you can feel well you feel like you can feel what the person is going through but compassion is you feel what the person is going through but you want to do something to help alleviate it. I, I, I'm not sure that y'all are getting this but I'm giving you what God gave to me. So the question is this morning Okay, how can you show compassion to other people? In this Christmas holiday that we talk about Christmas season and we talk about is a season of love and joy and peace and all of that. How can you show compassion to someone that has hurt you? How can you show compassion to you uh, towards someone that you think has uh, spitefully used you in some kind of way? How do you show compassion to them? Okay. God says giving the gift of compassion is a gift that's good all year long. Mm-hmm. Everybody's running around here trying to find gifts, mm-hmm. the perfect gift for other people. Mm-hmm. But God says, if you give the gift of compassion, you're giving a gift that is good all year long. So Joseph had a spirit of compassion mm-hmm. for Mary, okay? But not only did he have a spirit of compassion, Joseph loved Mary. Amen. Amen. He'd, even though He thought in his mind that she had been unfaithful to him. He still loved her. You say, Pastor, how do you know that? Verse 19 tells us he had in his mind to divorce her quietly. He had in his mind to divorce. He already decided he wasn't going to put her to public shame by having people standing in the square. Because, you know, that's what they did. They put them in the square and the public, the people would pick up rocks and foam at them and stone them. He said, I'm not going to put her to public disgrace. I have compassion on her. I still love her. And he says, what I'm going to also not do, I'm not going to divorce her publicly, was she shamed. So that shows you that he still loved her. And when I thought about that, when I thought about that kind of love that Joseph had, I thought about First Corinthians 13, 6 and 7, that says, love does not delight in evil, mm. but love rejoices with the truth. Love always protects Love always trusts, love always perseveres. I want you to think about that for a moment. First Corinthians 13 had not yet been written. But that was was from the spirit of Almighty God that love always protects. And I believe in my spirit that this is the kind of love that Joseph had for Mary, even though he did not know about the Holy Spirit, even though he thought she had been unfaithful to him, he had the love for her where he would always protect her. Amen. Is that the kind of love that you have? for the people in your family? Is that the kind of love that you have for the people in your relationships that you're always trying to make sure you protect them? You're not going to go around bad-mouthing them, telling everybody what a lousy husband he is or what a lousy wife she is or what a terrible child that is or what a terrible friend that... God says love always protects that's in the Christmas holidays. That's the kind of love that God wants to have provide, uh, shown in our life. Yeah. So Joseph, painting the picture of a righteous man, first of all, he accepted the situation without reacting. Second of all, he had a spirit of compassion where he not only felt Mary's pain, because he that's what I want y'all to say. He knew her. Mm-hmm. I mean... If someone comes to you and tells you something terrible about somebody you know, isn't it hard for you to to accept? We well, said, wait a minute, that, that's not, I know her. I, I lived with her. I, I, I did this. Well. This is what he's going through. So he had acceptance. He, he had, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. He had uh, the spirit of compassion. We just saw where he had the spirit of love, where he wanted to protect her. He didn't want everybody in town talking about her in a negative way. But look at what he is the last thing he did. And the last thing he did is in verse 20, 21, we just read it. So you can turn to it if you want, but you don't have to. It says, after he had considered this, when he thought about divorcing her quietly, he thought about it. He practiced the pause. You know, is, is this really... What I'm supposed to do is, is this where God would have me to go with it? Before you make a decision about anything that's going to be life changing, make sure you pause and ponder it and chew on it and think on it before you make a decision that is going to change your life for the rest of your life. Okay. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And said, Joseph, son of David. This is so powerful. I hope and pray you get it. Do not be afraid to take Mary home to be your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph woke up. He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no sexual union with her until she gave birth to a son and and he gave him the name Jesus. What did this righteous man do? That paints a picture of what a righteous man, woman, boy, or girl should do. The first, what he did was he obeyed God without question, and without hesitation. Brothers and sisters in Christ, and this is the biggest one of them all. This is the big... When God told him in the dream, she's not pregnant by a man. She's been impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Now this has got to be mind-boggling, y'all. Even though the Jewish people... (laughs) have been looking forward to the Messiah and so forth. They had no idea of everything that was going to happen. I know Isaiah said that he would be born of a virgin and all that. They didn't truly understand all of this. And God is saying to Joseph, Joseph, I want you to get up and I want you to go out and I want you to marry this woman and I want you to take her home to be your wife. And scripture says that he got up and did what God told him without question And without hesitation, God is saying that Joseph is painting a picture of a righteous man that when God tells him to do something, they do it even when it doesn't make sense. When God tells them to do something, how are you going to explain to your homeboy? Oh, no, she ain't cheat on me. That's God. God did that. God, how, how's he going to explain to his parents and the neighbors? And No, 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 she's not been unfaithful. God did that. But he was willing to do it because God told him to do it, even though it didn't make sense. How many times has God told you or called you to do something and it didn't make sense to you and you didn't do it? Don't tell me you did. Don't tell me you did. Because we're sense-knowledge people and if things don't make sense to us nine out of ten times, we're not going to do it. But Joseph did it, even though it made sense. God asked Joseph to do something that would make him the laughing stock of the community. Everybody in here wants a good reputation. Everybody in here wants people to Talk good good about him. But God is asking Joseph to do something that's going to make him a laughingstock. Oh, I can't witness to people. I mean, people at at work. You want me to go into my principal's office and ask him if I can pray? People be laughing at me. I can't talk about Jesus or my job. I can't uh, tell my friends and my family. I'll be the laughingstock. But this portrait of a righteous man, he wasn't concerned about people laughing at him. He was only concerned about what God thought about him. Amen? Amen. God asked Joseph to do something that was totally against nature for man. And that was, you marry her, but don't you touch her. Now, she just got, she's approximately three months pregnant by now because she went to see Elizabeth and all of that. You know the story. So we got like six months to go. Now, you you marry her, but don't you touch her. Because this child that is born of her, she's got to be a virgin. Nobody can doubt or even think that this child is yours. So you make sure when you take her home, don't you touch her. You men, think about that. What was your reaction to bed? Okay, God, I, I believe you're telling me to marry her, but are you sure you're telling me we can't consummate our marriage? But Joseph obeyed mm-hmm. without question yeah. and without hesitation. He's painting a portrait of a righteous man. Joseph obeyed without question. When God tells you to do something, how many questions do you ask him before you move? Well, I'm not sure. Is is that from God or is that from the pastor? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Are you sure, God, that I'm hearing you right? Joseph obeyed without question. Joseph obeyed without hesitation. And Joseph obeyed simply because he trusted God. Amen. Amen. What the Lord said to him was mind-boggling. She's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. He got, Joseph said, I believe it. Why? Because I trust you because you said it. I believe it because you said, I trust you, God. I trust you God I trust you with my future I trust you with my home I trust you with my life I trust you with my marriage I trust you with my family Joseph said I trust you so I'm going to step out and I'm going to stand on what you told me to do how much do you trust God how much do you trust God when God says I want you to love that person That has hurt you in your life. Even when love seems impossible. Mm -hmm. Even when love seems impossible. During this last week of Christmas and the rest of your life. Incorporate into your life, into your, your Christmas, thank you Lord. The compassion that Joseph had. Not where you're just feeling somebody else's pain. But you want to do you want to get in there and do something to help alleviate the pain. You know how we look at things and, oh, that is so bad. That's so terrible. And we go home and don't do a thing about it. God said you didn't have compassion. Do you understand? Okay. God says that for this Christmas holidays, we're, we're to love, even when it's in, it seems like it's impossible to love, and that we are to be obedient, even when obedience <laughs> Goes against everything that we want to do. Even when obedience goes against everything that we want to do. God said those are three gifts that you can carry around with you all year long. But don't put them under the tree. Don't hide them away somewhere. God said put them around your neck and wear them every day. Wear compassion for other people. Wear love when love seem impossible. And wear obedience when it goes against everything that you want to do. Amen. Joseph Amen. painted a picture of a righteous man. This picture of a righteous man can be applied not only to men, but to women, to boys and girls. As we prepare to go into the final week before Christmas. Last week God told us don't stumble over Jesus during the Christmas holidays. This week, God is telling us, live righteously. Yeah. As you prepare for Christmas, allow the righteousness of Christ to be the greatest gift that you, you give out to other people. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Amen. Okay. Father God, ah, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. I, I know that we have talked about Joseph before and so forth. But Lord God, this time you just seem to want to go a little bit deeper into what this man had to have been feeling and how he just stepped... He had a vision, Lord, in a dream. An angel comes, and he accepts it simply because it came from you. That, to me, is the most powerful thing of a person that says, I'm righteous, when they accept what you say simply because they trust you and they believe it came from you. Lord, we love you. We bless you and we exalt you. In the wonderful name of Jesus, our soul says amen. Amen. (laughs) Our invitational hymn, would you stand as we sing our invitational hymn together? Go home and discuss this sermon with other people. (laughs)